psalm that we often refer to, very familiar psalm, but the word that we cannot do without. It speaks of the total person, spirit, soul, and body. He is my everything. He is my all-sufficient God, all the breadth of our lives. Hallelujah. God does not want his people to struggle forever. God wants his people to know the freedom that comes through the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The tomb couldn't hold Jesus in. Death couldn't hold him. Hell was defeated. The voice of the Son of God, even dead people in Jerusalem, they came out of the graves. God Almighty means for us who are in the land of the living to live in the fullness of the Spirit of God, nothing less. God is inviting us, He's calling us closer to Himself even today. On this Lord's Day to worship the King of all kings and the Lord of all lords. God meets us where we are. Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Everything that's within me, bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, Oh, my soul, and forget not, don't forget all of his benefits. Recall and remember, number one, who God is, the greatness of his name. God intentionally, purposefully does miracles. He caused the sun to stand still so that Joshua can continue to fight and get the victory. Why did God choose to do that? Because he's almighty God and he's good and he's all wise. There are many things we don't understand why God does what he does in the way that he does it. But once we are settled on this truth, that God is all-wise, settled. God is all-loving, settled. God is all-powerful, settled. We don't question. It's not an authoritative decree that you don't question me because I'm the boss. We don't question him because we know how great he is. And he will do the best for his children always. There's no question about that. God will do the best for his children always. If we can trust him. If we have surrendered ourselves to him. Moses surrendered himself to God. And so at the leading of the Holy Spirit, he held his hands up as God commanded him. And when he needed support, he received it. Humbly doing what God wants us to do, the way he wants us to do it. And when he wants us to do it, brings us the victory. You see, God has designed it so that we can go to him for every single need. And he will break through the enemy camp to get the victory for us. He caused the sun to stand still on that day. He elongated that day. He's a God of variety. The Bible says in the book of Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, that in chapter 12, that there's a variety of operations of the Spirit. God caused the Red Sea to open up. He sent that strong east wind. He caused the ground to be dry. 
Isn't he the perfect father? If we don't feel his love, if we're in need at this hour, we're wondering, Lord, what about my family? What about my body? Oh, God, pain and torment, uncertainty. What about my job? They're saying this, God. What about my understanding, Lord? What about my mood and feeling? Oh, Lord, can you lift me up from all of these pits of despair? God has set precedence in the Bible to show us he can do anything, anytime, any way he chooses. And because he loves us, he will come through. Hallelujah. That's the truth. I can say it with certainty because God has proved himself to me over and over again. And to many of you, if not all of you. That's why we come together to celebrate. Because through God, nothing shall be impossible. The enemy has a way of bringing attack after attack. To try to erode that bedrock faith. Upon the solid word of God. But we have to resist him. God said resist him. You have to put up a fight. Not because the enemy is too powerful. But because God has given us the privilege. That we are soldiers in his army. Every time Satan brings a doubt. We have to shoot it down with the word of God. But God said this. I may be feeling this in my body. The doctors may have said this. This may be the prognosis from the wisdom of man, but the wisdom of God. The Bible says even the foolishness of God, meaning whatever the elite wise of this world say, that's not possible. It takes a person who may appear as a fool to say, but my God can do it. That foolishness will defeat the wisdom of the wise of this world. Hallelujah. God caused a man to be told by his prophet, go and immerse yourself seven times in the Jordan River. What kind of cure is that? What doctor would ever prescribe that? In all the annals of medical history, the development of medicine to the present moment, with all the advances, not only from America, but from Europe, from Israel, all over the place, the top scientists. Can any one of them prescribe that a man with leprosy should go and immerse himself in a river in Israel? Not that the river had medicinal properties, no. The word of God brought the freedom. The command of God and the man resisted. This mighty warrior. He said, I have better rivers in my country, please. The servants were wiser. Oh, thank God for people. Aren't you glad for people? You may be one of them. To intervene when Satan speaks. Say, no. Don't give in to that thought. Because God said this. Just do it. Do what the man of God said. Come all this way. Don't go back without faith. Without what you came for. This day you've come. We've all come. Into the presence of the king of the universe. Even through this technology. God said. Did he ever qualify it and say. Well you can't be in South Africa. And in Australia. And in India and the Middle East and in America. And expect me to be there when all of you are scattered. No such stipulation did he give. He said where two or three are gathered in my name. I'm there right there in the midst of them. I believe, I know God is with us. God wants to do something tremendous today. Glory, hallelujah. Has he changed? He has not. So he told this man, God had his eye on this man. He may have been Naaman, the Syrian, far away from his country. From the prophet's country, from God's country. But God is so beautiful. He's so wonderful. Where were we? Where were you? Where was I? We were far away in a far country. Lost in darkness, left to our own devices because we chose it. 
And who came looking for us? The blessed shepherd, Jesus Christ. And now we're seated together at his banqueting table. God says, I have food for you. Are you ready? Oh, on Thanksgiving, how many of us have gathered around the table? In anticipation of all the preparations, we can smell the wonderful aroma of the various dishes. We can have this great sense of fellowship with the people we love. It's not just the food, but it's the fellowship. It's seeing, oh, my loved ones are able to enjoy it with me. And those who are struggling because either they or their loved ones cannot fully enjoy. What a relief to know that they can enjoy some of it, at least temporarily, all the joy, all the thankfulness. Father, you've been so good to us. We anticipate, filled with thanksgiving, hopefully, that it wasn't my money that bought this stuff and put it on my table. It was God's grace who provided wasn't my know-how and how to cook it just right. It's the mercy of God that caused everything to function properly. It wasn't my idea that every loved one should be here, or some of them at least. It's God's goodness to me and my family. Oh, God. The pilgrims were very aware, very aware. Many of them died, as we know from history, on that voyage coming to the new land. How thankful do you suppose they were? How we come through the flood, through the fire. Fall on the face and before the Lord. So should we every time. Every time, not an exception. Because of our Father in heaven, we have everything we have. But now today he calls us to his banqueting table. Because he wants to dispatch a blessing to us. Deliverance to us. Healing to us. The temple of God is a place where God dwells and distributes blessings that only he can. The examples of the sun standing still, the Red Sea opening up, this man who is cured instantaneously by the word of God. God sent his word. True, the prophet didn't come out and caused the, the warrior from abroad to be uh, greatly upset. Because in his mind, he was thinking inside the box. No, no, I need to be touched by this man. He's got to wave his hand and do something, you see. That's my idea of what the holy man of God must do. The problem is, often in our human finiteness, we forget God in the equation. Let God be God. Let's humble ourselves and say, Father, I need freedom. Father, my family needs to know you. Any which way you choose, I'll be there. Do it, Lord. That man was persuaded. Thank God. Because he, if he wasn't persuaded at that moment in time, if he would have let his heart be hardened, he would have went back a leper to his own country. He would have died as a leper with all, all the accolades he received from his warrior exploits for his nation. He would have died a leper. God knows the very thing you need and I need. God Almighty has the answer. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? And how much of that statement, do you believe? On the one hand, we see, I, I read the pages of scripture. I know God can do great things. Oh, I believe he's omnipotent. He's all powerful. And I do believe he's omniscient. He knows all things. And I do believe he's omnipresent. He's here now. But can he deliver? Somehow, times are getting hard. The pain is too much. It's been too long. They're not listening. I'm trying to get them to come to God. 
oh, I can get together and have a great time. Yeah, I have to show love. Something's not getting through. They don't understand. They need God's salvation. Otherwise, it'd be bad news for them forever. How, how do I persuade them? I need to appeal to the Most High God. God, show me. Show me, Lord, what to do. Show me, Lord. Show me, Lord, how to trust you that you're going to break through to my loved ones who need you. And they will come to you as I continue to pray, have faith, and not do anything that is contrary to your will. Even if it seems to be a nice thing to do, Father, oh, how I need to be led by the Holy Spirit. God wants us to be loving and do the best for our loved ones. Sometimes we need to allow God to take them through a process before they can surrender. And if we intervene at that moment, we would be intervening with God's plan, either delaying or completely preventing the salvation of our loved ones. How did we come to the Lord ourselves? God had to patiently work on us until we were broken. So the potter can make us what he wants us to be. And he's working on us still. Why should we think the process will be different with our loved ones? As much as we love them. As much as God loves us. He knows we will never listen until certain things happen. And I thank God. Many years ago. Even from a child he used asthma. He didn't create asthma. God doesn't create dysfunctions. Maladies. He's not the author of those things. But he allows certain things to happen. And certainly that floored me. He took my pride away. He humbled me and I knew I can't do the things I used to do. Even as a child, shoot off my mouth and do whatever I feel like. And God humbled me while I was gasping for air. And I had to look up. And as a child, I knew the greatness of God. And now in hindsight, I can see. Retrospect. God in his mercy intervened. Otherwise, I would have been destroyed. Yes, it was 11 years of tremendous suffering. Tremendous suffering. Life and death several times. But I wouldn't trade it for the world. Because I know God saw that's what it took for me to be humbled. To come to him and receive everlasting life. It doesn't have to be for everyone. But certainly, either physically or within oneself, there's a breakdown of all the altars and idols to God reign supreme in our hearts. The God who cares for our soul, bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Don't forget now, all his goodness to you up to this point. So you can ask him, trust him, believe him, who forgives all my sins. You know, the greatest freedom we can have is not freedom from physical disease, even though desperately we may need it. God will give it. The greatest freedom is not, Lord, take me out of this financial crunch, Lord, this desperate situation. Never seem to have enough, Lord. I hate it, Lord. I want a different life. God will give that too. He's able. He loves us. But that's not the greatest thing. The greatest thing is to know I don't have my conscience haunting me, the devil harassing me. See what you did? See what you did? To know that God has forgiven me for all of my violations of his word, of his truth. All the sins that are committed, to have the liberation to know today I'm clean. Clean before my Lord. And not one blemish does he see. Through the blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Today, if we confess our sins to the Lord, based upon his death on the cross, to free me from my sins, I can be completely free and clean. That's the greatest gift of God. To know that I have a place in heaven. Hallelujah. Then because I've come in to a relationship with him, now, many believers get shortchanged. Oh, God. 
You've been brought to the banqueting table. You're seated. But somehow, it's too good to be true. Can you pass the plate, please? Pass those dishes there. What's there? Healing. Freedom. More freedom. Salvation for my loved ones. Can you pass that dish? Uh, I don't want that. Why? I don't know. I don't think I'm good enough for that. I don't think I can get it. I don't think it'll work. I don't know if my body can digest it and absorb it. I just passed on that. Give me the other one. That's how believers are. Jesus said this. The thief, the crook, comes to us to steal, to kill, and to destroy by revelation, it's only part of it. When someone discovers the root cause of a problem, it's a, an advance. But sometimes more knowledge can make us more miserable if there's no solution. The Lord gave us the solution. The thief comes but for to steal comes to rob you and me. He comes to kill, to take the life out of you and to destroy. But I am come that you may have life that more abundantly, abundant life. Tell me. What kind of life is that? Where problems abound for which we don't believe, God has the solution. That's not living. There are many people today who are the living dead. An oxymoron seems to be contradictory, but it's true. They're existing because sometimes the human condition is such that we are overwhelmed and overburdened. And we despair of life and say, what's the use? Such was the expression of a man who was a World War, not World War II, but Korean war veteran. He went to minister in a senior home some years ago. He was there, he was miserable looking, he was in a wheelchair. We were singing the songs and so many of the other seniors and those were sleeping in invalids. The Spirit of God is moving and they were had their eyes wide open and they, they received the Lord. A number of them received the Lord. And the other alternatives that were coming into that senior home with entertainment from youth to other people, community clubs, and they came to entertain. Yeah, they woke up for that. But they were let down. It was a temporary false high. They're back to watching John Wayne, black and white films, and reminiscing and dulled into sleep until they die. Buying time as long as possible. My heart just broke. They need to hear the gospel. Even in the 11th hour, they can get born again, and some of them did. One was over 100 years old, as I recall. Can we be the light to bring light but if the light is not shining fully in us, if we have doubts, can we confidently be a conduit of God's grace and truth and power? We may be going through the fire ourselves. It doesn't change the truth. My God is victorious and he will bring me out of all of them. In the meantime, I will continue to shout as it were like a fool that Jesus saves from the guttermost to the uttermost. So as we're singing, I noticed this man. He was bitter. You can see bitterness through his face. And afterward, I introduced myself and shook his hand. He said to me, what good is it? I said, sir, I don't understand. What do you mean? He said, I was in the Korean War. I survived. My buddies died. He said, why? Bitter. He said, I was seven years old and I had a heart attack. I should have died, but I lived. Other people 
that I knew died. Why me? He said, I became a New York City police officer back in 1950. And I went out of retirement and went to 9-11, ground zero, when it happened. And basically his question was, for what? Now he has a big home somewhere, miles away. He can't be there. He's in this nursing home and he's full of bitterness. And he says, I'm tired. 83 years old. He said, I was a bodybuilder in 1948 and won the contest in New York. I said, for what? I said, sir, I don't know the answer to all the questions, but I know this, God loves you. Put his head down. I said, can I pray for you? Shrugged and prayed. As I recall, the next week he came and he didn't seem all that much different, but he did ask for prayer. He said, I have a procedure that's going to be done on me and they don't think I can make it. I prayed for him. I didn't see him for a few weeks and part of me wondered, I don't know what happened. I asked the nurses, they didn't know either. But a few weeks later, he was back. He was beaming. He said, they told me I went through the surgery with flying colors. They couldn't believe it. And furthermore, this man said, can I have the microphone? And he said, I want everybody here to hear me. He said, what these people are talking about is real. He said, I feel brand new. He said, I have joy. He said, my heart breaks and weeps. He said, nighttime. He said, I hear people my age in all different ages, adults screaming like babies. He said, my heart breaks. But I know that what they're talking about is true. There's hope. You know, this man asked for a tambourine and he was worshiping with us. This is what Jesus can do. The greatest trouble humanity has is not the externals, is the deep void, the deep distress within the soul of a human being. No matter how much money I have, no matter what I accomplish, what happens to me and my family by way of material gain, and everything I desired externally has come to me. Why? The feeling of death within is haunting. Because sin has not been dealt with. That man gave his heart to God and said, Lord, you give me the cleansing. He believed. Jesus has come to us, many of us, if not all of us, on this call, in this worship service today. We've experienced that. But what God is conveying now is we're at the banqueting table of the Lord. Do we believe that the God who part of the Red Sea caused the sun to stand still, cure a man of an incurable disease instantly because he did something that seemed to be absolutely ludicrous by this world's standards, by the doctors and physicians of his day. The man of God said seven times, immerse yourself in the River Jordan. It's done. The man didn't stop the second time. He could have. You see how Satan will fight? Not everything's written, but that's how the devil will. They say, oh, you came to a worship service. Big deal. You've done it every other Sunday or every Sunday. What's so different about this time? And look, it's already been a good 30 minutes into the service and nothing's happening. Uh, I think it's time to tune out. Faith will Hold on tenaciously and say, God, you brought me here for a purpose. And if you're here, something's got to give. Something's got to change in my world because God is almighty. So bring your petitions. Say, Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. Nevertheless, at your word. One more time, Lord. One more time. 
six times immersed. You can see the suspense in the servants. The man of God says seven times. I hope, I hope, I hope our boss just follows through. One more time, boss, please. They knew. You better do exactly what the man of God said because this is God giving you the prescription. One more time. Can you imagine the delight, the glee? He did it. The man who was angry, our boss, he was going to storm back to Syria and say it was useless. I came all the way here, spent all the money, got the letter from the king. Oh, disgusted. That little girl that told my wife about this prophet in Israel that can do Oh, it's all a hoax, all a hoax. Was it? Could have been for him. Not for God, not for the man of God. They've seen countless miracles. But the participation was important. How much did he believe? There was a flip. There was a switch. That man humbled himself and said, I can do this. You know, I'm, I'm hearing my servants. They're beneath me, but what they're saying sounds to be true and looks like I'm defying the truth right now. I'm going to change my mind right now. The change of his heart, the turn of his heart toward God brought the miracle. He went back. Can you imagine the reception? It's not written there. What would have happened to the king of Syria, his wife, all the people, not only his family, being a national figure, the nation would have been stunned. That man, the commander Naaman, what? He was cured? Who, what, when, where, how, why? The Ethiopian eunuch went back rejoicing because he was born again. At the word that came through a man, Philip, but a man of God. Believe in the Lord your God, King Joshua said, and in his prophets. It's not that prophets have power without God, but God has appointed the prophets to be the conduit of the power and the miracle. It's true. Many false prophets abound. And today, but the Lord says, test the spirits. He said, don't despise prophesying. Reject that which is false and evil, but hold fast to that which is good. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, people say today. Believe like a little child of such is the kingdom of God. If it took each of us, no matter what age we are, to humble ourselves like little children and say, yes, Jesus. I'm going to put away all the things that I know, my achievements, my stature, and just say, Lord, you told me you'll give me everlasting life. You died on the cross for me. That's all I need to know. Save me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. I believe you, Lord. As evil as the things I've done are, I believe your blood is more potent still. Thank you, Jesus, for loving me. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. That's how we got born again, each of us, not an exception to the rule. Simply believing like little children. Now, at the banqueting table, the devil says, well, I couldn't rob salvation from them, their seat in heaven, but I can work feverishly day and night to erode their faith. So all of the benefits at the table of God don't come to them. If I can't get them out of heaven, I'll make it miserable until they get there. We need to understand God takes no pleasure, not only in the death of the wicked, how much more in the suffering of his children? Does he take pleasure? No. Then what is he doing about it? What has he done about it? By stripes I'm healed. Hallelujah. At every level, spirit, soul, and body. Whatever attack comes from the devil, I have to go back like a child and say, Father, did you create this thing? And Lord, if it's a fire that must cause the gold to come forth, the dross to fall off of me, so be it. But I know that you're going to bring me through victoriously. Job said, I know that I'm going to come through like gold. I have to hold the word of God in me continually and say, Lord, 
this trouble or troubles that I'm facing today, I've come to the banqueting table of God. Touch me, Lord, today. I need some blessing from you. And except you bless me, I'm not letting you go. That delights God's heart. Is that the way we're coming to the worship service? If so, God said, behold, all things are now ready. Come, partake. If we go through experiences, life and death experiences, if we go through a period of famine, sore famine, if we go through a period of severe affliction, almost unbearable. In fact, apart from the grace of God, unbearable. If we go through these things, then comes hope that doesn't make us shamed, Romans 5. Because it is through the tribulation that we develop this thing called patience, endurance, holding fast, to God through the fire and then the character is formed that experience is gained and I know that I know that I know God has humbled me to make me stronger so that when I speak I know what I'm talking about and I can tell people by the power of the spirit God can solve all your problems Hallelujah. So today, it's not a poetic expression, a homily to preach, something to fulfill. It's Sunday. Today, God wants to give you something. He wants to give me something. And if we can believe what God has revealed in the Bible, if we can look back and say, yes, Lord, your benefits have been good to me. What is it today that is not finished yet that you're waiting on? Say, Lord. I'm all ears. My hands are lifted up to you. Grant it to me, Lord. Don't give in. You're on the brink of a miracle. Don't give up. Remember God is on the throne. Don't give in, you're on the verge of God's miracle. Don't give up, remember God is on the throne. Some may be here as I'm singing this song. Someone is thinking. I'm not where I should be with God. I really am not. At one time I was soaring, but now I feel like I've been stuck in a rut. I try to feel God, but I just don't have what I used to. You think God is happy about that? Much more than you. He's not happy about it. But because he loves you, doesn't condemn you for it. He says, let's get back. Get back to your first love. Oh, you are the answer to my problems. I believe for a miracle in my soul, a quickening today, Lord, that I will live for you and you alone. Fill me to overflowing. The command in the Bible in Ephesians 5.18 is, be filled with the Spirit. How do you do that? How does one get filled with the Spirit? We, before we can be open to being filled with the Spirit, we have to yield to the Spirit. And to say, Lord, come. Come, Lord. Every closet, every room in my heart, in my life. Everything, Lord. Lord, I call you Lord, but I still pick and choose and I call the shots in certain areas of my life. And then I consult you afterwards and say, Lord, would you bless this? I'm so sorry, Lord. There's a problem, Lord. I'm not praying like I used to. Lord, I'm not consulting you, Lord. I'm just going with the flow and hoping for the best and hoping God will approve it. Oh, Father, 
I want to pray like I used to, or I want to, I need to. Prayer is communication with God, and also, secondly, dependency upon God. Prayer, real prayer, is communication with God, heart to heart, with simple faith, with worship, praise, adoration, but faith. And it is also not just communication, it is a dependency upon God that God, I want to thank you. I'm sorry, Lord. I don't always pray before I eat. I know people who, before they drink a cup of water, they don't drink it without saying thank you, Jesus. They close their eyes to make it real. It doesn't matter if they're alone or others are with them. They actually pray to drink a cup of water. The others I know, they pray because they have some condition and they know, I can't swallow. I need God. Would you pray with me? Because last time I tried this, it hurt me so bad. Others who pray on special occasions. Others who pray because other people are listening. But there are those who pray, no matter who's watching. Even for such a thing, simple thing as drinking water. You know what they pray? Father, thank you for this water. Because I know many people don't have it. And people who have it don't have clean water. The water molecules are born with diseases and pathogens. Thank you, Jesus. Other people have good water, but it's full of gravel and all kind of dirt. Thank you, Jesus. And Lord, I thank you that my throat is working. Peristalsis is working. All kinds of functions in the body. They're going as planned. Oh, Lord, thank you. I love you, Lord. Sometimes it's not until things are taken away. But there's an obstruction to the normal course of events. Until we're floored and say, where was I all this time? Where was I? What was I thinking? I thought that it was happening automatically because I'm me and nature takes its course. No. Somebody said, Mother Nature has a father in heaven. He's the one responsible. All the good things. Thank you, Jesus. And praying like that and saying today, Lord, I've come to your banqueting table. Lord, you're rekindling in me a faith and a desire that you can give me what I came for. The Lord says, men are always to pray and not faint. Be persistent. Persistent. Believe God for the impossible. Don't come to God with small things only. Come to God with big things. Because he's a big God. But make sure you're yielded to the Spirit. Then God will fill you with the Spirit. Make sure if he told you to love and forgive, do it. Because otherwise the miracle won't come. If he said you need to put me first, I'm not first on your list every day. You're not treating me as God. Say, Lord, I'm so sorry. And start to make amends, make changes. We can do it. We can do it for so many things. Person that says, you know, I got to lose some weight. This, this weight is just getting too much around my belly. And the doctor said it's not healthy for me. I've been putting it off for a long time. But now the numbers don't look good. And I'm being told, if you don't take action, six months is all I give you. Oh, my God. So what do I got to do now? You got to do A, B, and C. Oh, I'm going to get to it tomorrow. No, I better get to it today. In fact, I'm going to sit down with my pencil and paper and start to make a program for myself that this is the priority and everything else comes next. Yeah, we can do that. How much more for our souls? For the things of God. The things which are not seen are actually more real than the things we see. So we must give priority to God and the kingdom of God. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Everything you need as a creature in this world, God will make sure they'll follow you. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. Follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So today as we come to the Lord's presence and hearing what God has given, this exhortation, say, Father, I'm all ears. Not only whatever you want to do for me today, Lord, but I'm coming with a specific request, a petition. Father, I need healing. 
there's a certain relationship, Lord, or relationships that are not going according to will, and I have a lot that I can do about it. Help me to forgive. Help me to be the one to reach out in love. Help me to be wise as a serpent, but harmless as a dove. To not to go haphazardly and call everybody and say all the words I feel like, that I think it's going to melt their heart, but Lord, I'm coming to you to show me how to go about it, your way in love and in truth. Can I be settled? The Lord says, you bring your gift to the altar, leave it there and go back and reconcile. That's the biggest thing. Is there any unforgiveness? Anyone on the planet, past or present, whether in the grave or alive today, that we have unforgiveness towards? The Lord says, I've forgiven you, haven't I? Freely. Everything you've ever did, ever done. Forgive from the heart. For my sake. That'll begin healing right there. Many times physical healing comes after the bitterness is let go. So God gets to the root of the matter. And then if there's anything I'm watching with my eyes that I know I shouldn't, if there's any kind of hidden flirtation with the world, any degree of unfaithfulness, I can't be filled with the Spirit with that. No matter how many scriptures I memorize, and how many things I can talk about the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit. And to let go of that which is ungodly all together. The great physician diagnoses us. We may have been free last Sunday, but maybe during the week we got ourselves entangled again. Conscience starts to talk, but we suppress it and go on to other things. No. Keep a tender conscience before the Lord and say, Father, so this is a surgery that's most important. I'm coming to realize that. As much as I want physical deliverance, Lord, I'm tired, Lord. I'm going through this pain and suffering. Oh, Jesus, I need my soul to be healed first. And so I'm going to do the things you tell me to do. I want to love like you. At the very minimum, forgive those who have offended me. Because you said, if I don't forgive others, you won't forgive me. You said, my father won't forgive you. Oh, we need the word. But if I do it according to God's word, heaven will open up for me. The things that seem to be standing still for a long time, no matter how much Bible I read and memorize and sing and worship and lead Bible studies, and preach, certain things are held back and there's a dam there. A wall. Ah, but if I heard the voice of the Spirit, get first things right first. Oh, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Like a little baby, like a child, I'm going to just humble myself and do it. All of a sudden, the floodgates will open up. Faith will rise in my heart. And that which God has been waiting to give me will come. Wilderness experiences for the Christian can be unduly prolonged by disobedience. Everyone will have a wilderness experience. But as we always teach from the Word of God, let it never be due to disobedience. Wilderness experience should cause us to become indestructible. The gold goes through the fire to get toughened. But it must be melted before God can form us. Let go of everything of pride, ego, me, myself, and I. Say, Lord, I'm at the altar. Take all of me, Lord. Oh, I realize I need such a change at the root level. I want it to be done, Lord. And the Lord will Accomplish that which we cannot ourselves. If we but cooperate and say, yes, Lord. Then begin to clean up the things that he gives us grace to clean up. And then we can come and say, Father, now, I want such an intimate fellowship with you. Lord, that I can be led of the Holy Spirit. 
Lord, that wherever I am, whether with the family or outside the home, your spirit will be present with me in such a way that what you want to accomplish in and through me every day, in every situation, in every locale will be accomplished. At the end of every day, I can say, Father, it's well. I've done all that you told me to do. And I've seen your hand work through me. Blessed be your name. Good night, Lord. Hallelujah. Could there be anything less than that? To be the definition of an abundant life? To be in the perfect will of God? Is it possible? We need only look at the word of God and believe God. So today, whatever we're bringing to the banqueting table, the Lord has releases supernaturally that we can't comprehend. He has deletions and additions for us. Even today is a real work that God wants to accomplish. He's begun it. And don't leave without the blessing. Don't leave without what God has called you today here for. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for giving us, Lord, the exhortation to get right to the root level of our very beings, Lord. Father, if we hope to see you face to face, one day when you return, we must be part of your bride abiding in your word. You thank you, Lord, for showing us how simple it is to just listen to what you have to say and to follow through. Oh, thank you, Lord. Lord, the, the frustrations that we can have as human beings, and even as children of God, that you never meant for us to have and carry and harbor. In an instant, you can take it all away. You came for freedom. Freedom from fear. Freedom from anxiety. All the evil spirits, the spirit of fear. The fear of the future, the fear of the present, the haunting fear about the past. You came to shatter it, hallelujah, and you did it on the cross. Cause that cross to be effective in every life today. Hallelujah. There is no fear in love. Perfect love casteth out fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power. A spirit of love and a spirit of a mind that is intact and sober and well-balanced. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, thank you. Oh, thank you, Lord. In the midst of the storm, Lord, when the waves are filling the boat, such a terrific upset in the normal course of activities for the disciples and a real fear of death that gripped them because it was happening in front of their eyes. In the midst of that, you said, where's your faith? Have you forgotten I'm here with you in the boat? And you told the evil spirits that stirred up that storm to shut up. And instantly, they had to obey. And your people, your close people, they marveled, what kind of man is this? I pray that, Lord, you will give a spirit of revelation of wisdom and revelation. The eyes of our understanding may be enlightened to know what is the hope of our calling, what the riches of the inheritance of the saints are in you, Lord. We have so much riches in your banqueting table. We hardly withdraw because we live. 10, 90, 20, 80, 40, 60, 50, 50. Help us to understand that we ought to live in the fullness of the Holy Spirit 24-7, and that's your plan. With all the stuff we have to do as human beings, they can be done. By the grace of the Lord Jesus, in the way that pleases you, Lord. Help us, Lord, not to have any kind of private compartments, Lord, where we decide to do what we want and have an attitude and grudge when we feel like it and figure we can take care of it later. Help us to know it's a cardinal sin against you. 
to try to run our life even for one second apart from your word and your leading. For they that are in the flesh cannot please God. You said the carnal mind is at enmity with God. What is the carnal mind? Selfishness. Help us, Lord, to determine. I don't want to live this way, not even for one second. 24-7, Lord, even in my sleep, may I please the living God. Because in my waking moments, I have striven to do that. My sleep will be sweet. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I need you. Oh, I need you. Every hour I need you. Bless me now, my Savior. I come to you. We need you, Lord. Of heaven and earth is in our midst. We need you. Every second we need you. So bless us now, our Savior. We come to you. When we struggle in prayer, many times it's due to unconfessed sin. Things that we thought, I can deal with it later, it's not a big deal. And yet the Holy Spirit waits and God's presence won't come until we actually get rid of that thing. As a corporate body coming together in God's presence today, Every one of us has the opportunity to say, Lord, I want this service to go forward in a powerful way. You're waiting, Lord. Could it be you're waiting on me, oh Jesus? Rather than check out and say, well, let the show go on. Lord, it's no show. You're present in our midst. You promised it, and so it must be true. I want to get my share, Lord, and I want everyone to get their share. Father, I choose to forgive the people have, that have done the worst things to me. I have perceived it to be so. I forgive, Lord. Who am I to withhold forgiveness when you've not withheld forgiveness from me? My sins are much greater before you. You're a holy God. Help me to forgive my neighbor. I know, Lord, they've done this and that. You know it. I choose to forgive. I forgive. Help me to be your loving presence, Lord, to others. That where there's death because of unforgiveness and strife, I will be the fragrance of Christ wherever I go. The agape love. Lord, I want the service to go forward for your glory. I want everyone to be touched miraculously today. Hallelujah. Because he's a miracle working God. He hasn't stopped. He's a miracle working God. He's a wonder He's a miracle. He's a miracle working God. You're a miracle working God. Oh, you're a miracle working God. You are a wonder working. You're a miracle. You're a miracle working God. Wherever you are, can you sing it? You're a miracle working God. You're a miracle working God. You're a wonder. You're a miracle. You're a miracle working God. If we can't say it, if we can't sing it, if we don't believe it, how will God do it? He responds to faith. To praise God. Like crazy people. When we don't see the answer with our natural eyes, we don't feel it in our bodies, we don't see it happen between people. Oh, but God's the miracle working God. He said, Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. David said, I have believed and therefore I've spoken. Faith is the substance of things that you hope for. You haven't seen it yet. Hope that is seen is not hope. Faith is the evidence, the receipt of the things unseen. Hallelujah. Do you believe that today God is going to do something tremendous in you? To draw you first and foremost into that awesome reality. God is very nearby. And all through the day, I'm going to seek God. Because he's going to 
reveal himself to me. The people on the road to Emmaus, Jesus was right there, but they could not see. It was hidden from them. All through the scriptures we see, even with the people who God knows and they know God, sometimes he hides himself from them. Sometimes it's a test to see whether we really are looking for him. Or we settle, oh, well, God didn't show up today, so I guess I'll try tomorrow. No, I'm not going, getting past today. Jacob said, except you bless me, I'm not letting you go. God commended him for that. He blessed him. Hallelujah. I want to know God intimately. He's the love of my life. He's my first love. Can we say that? And can we prove it by our priorities? And we have to proclaim his praise. You're a miracle working God. You're a miracle working God. Oh God, I know there's a deficiency. I'm not what I could be. I'm not what I'm going to be right now when I see you face to face. Lord, but in the interim, you have so much for me to experience. I don't want to miss any of it, Lord. I want to grow up to the full stature of Christ so that I can be used by you mightily. One man, if one man can be used for the salvation of hundreds of thousands of people, imagine amongst us today, we have with the families involved today, present right now, 40 people registered, but with the families, it could be well over 70. Imagine if each one of us can touch hundreds of thousands of people's lives. Is there any reason to doubt that? All we have to do is fulfill the condition. God is not partial. He said, I'm looking for anyone who's loyal. What is loyalty? Oh yeah, I believe Jesus and I love the Bible and I, I, I'll check that census box in a, I'll check it off in a hurry. What's your religion? Christian. Now that another box if I could. Born again Christian, evangelical Christian. There you go. I'm not just any Christian. I'm born again. I'm it. I know that I know that I know. But how is it in my speech? If God should tape record, I'm dating myself, but if he should record my conversations, all of them, and play before the angels and everybody can hear it. Can I say that the words were pleasing to God? Were there any idle words? Yeah, we have a deficiency many times. Somebody says, oh, getting too much into it now. Whoever can satisfy God's law. That's why Jesus came and died. But he died so we can fulfill the righteousness that's in the law, the New Testament says, by obedience. The more closer we are to God, the more Christ will manifest through us, even in our conversations. And what if God could bring out the thoughts and play them? Translate the thoughts into audio that everybody can hear it. We see the deficiency. But we don't despair because God says, I can make you a living witness. I have so much. Do not look at the status quo. Don't measure yourself by yourself. And don't even measure yourself by the status quo out there. Look full in his wonderful face. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful law. And you'll be changed and your face will glow like Moses. But an intimate encounter with God on the mountain. You'll be very different, yes. And perhaps you can start the new status quo. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's the God I know of the Bible. He is absolutely perfect, and he absolutely perfectly desires that I resemble him, not only when I get to heaven, but he said, if we claim to be in the light as he's in the light, then we must walk in the light. Even as he is, so are we in this world. Isn't that a powerful statement? Even as he is right now in heaven, so are we in this world. Is it just because we have an invisible crown on our heads like he has? Or is it because... His life, Zoe life, is manifest through us moment by moment. Hallelujah. Praise God. 
Father, we thank you, Lord. Your loving kindness, we thank you, Lord. For the exhortation by the Spirit of God. The appetite is stirred by the Holy Spirit. And none of us, Lord, should come away today from this worship service in your presence without the best that God has to offer. Hallelujah. And Lord, the result will be the dramatic, dramatic Lord touching our hearts that will go through to other people. Hallelujah. Wherever we are. Whatever country, Lord. Whatever state. And thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. I love you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Continue to work in our hearts, I pray. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Amen.